When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blue Moon. You saw me standing alone. Without a dream in my Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. And since our last show, we've played 2 1 2. In one of those games against Watford, we didn't play great. And in the other against Arsenal, we were brilliant at times. And to discuss all of that, uh, and as it's our last show of the year, we're going to talk about uh, best and worst of 2016. I've got two guests. The first is an author and a journalist and the only member of the Man City Show team who saw Bert Troutman play in goal for Manchester City. So that was some time ago, Mr Brodkin. It was. <laughs> who else was in that side? Remind us oh, sort the of... The 56th semi-final team. I don't remember the final team. They made a couple of changes. Troutman, Levers, Little, Barnes, Ewing, Paul, Spurdle, Hayes, Johnston, Dyson, Clark. Joe Hayes, I used to see him every day going to training when I was going to school. On the bus? He was going on the bus, yeah. Well, so was I. <laughs> of course. <laughs> With his boot, like, his, his boots uh, and his bags. I can't remember. Up. But I used to, he used to get me tickets. He was a great bloke. He would, he would have been on 100 grand a week now. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you go back a long way. So it's nice to have longevity on the Man City show with people going... And, and, and a, a relative newcomer, of course. Uh, the other, in a recent poll, was voted the most popular podcast guest. Um, and that, of course, is Lisa Rabinowitz, <laughs> who giggles every time I say it. Because it's ridiculous. Well, it's true. Okay. It's true. So your, your you. first game? Um, was the cup match against Spurs that resulted in a pitch invasion. Yeah. Horses and everything. It was. So, listen, you're both very welcome, uh, and I look forward to our debate about the year, the the calendar year 2016, and best and worst and so on, so that'll be interesting. But before we do that, um, can we sort of talk uh, about, sort of, let's do Watford first then. And and I suppose you could argue it didn't really matter how we played, but we needed to win, and we did. Yeah, kept a clean sheet, Watford were poor until the last 10, 15 minutes, but we did what we had to do, which is rare for this team. We usually either do more or less. And Zabba scores, and, and he kissed his shirt, and you would have thought he'd won the World Cup the way he responded. But It's great to see the passion from somebody, though, because it, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really... Um, it just been Everything had been very flat until that moment. Yeah. I mean, I think, to be honest, the, the game wasn't wonderful. And, yeah, it was just... The, the three points was the most important thing. The clean sheet, very nice, because everyone could start whinging about Bravo for no apparent reason. Um, and... 
uh, yeah, I, I just, it, I, it, however, it did leave me incredibly concerned about the match that was coming because it didn't make me think that we were playing particularly well. I just was happy to have the three points. Uh, just, I suppose, a couple of highlights. Obviously, Zabba, I think that, that image of him sort of, you know, gr- gripping his shirt and kissing it. Uh, with an inch of its life, um, and as you say, the clean sheet, and I think we went kind of for a four-one-four-one formation, which is kind of the same as the sort of the first ten wins of the season. So we've tried this three at the back. We've tried, you know, we haven't really had this four at the back for a while. So. I felt quite positive that yeah. with, with Fernando in that holding role, um, and of course he played well again, uh, we'll come on to the Arsenal game in a minute, but, but we just seemed to be a bit more solid. As, and as you said, Lisa, it wasn't the most exciting, enthralling football match. It's not going to go down as one of the best games of 2016 when we talk later, <laughs> that's for sure. But clean sheet, and we won, and that formation seemed to work. Yeah, well, he's been switching formations within games, which is a bit puzzling for commentators, spectators, players. And I, I don't understand that, to be honest. Stick with your formation, if, you know, maybe at half-time change, but not in, in between, you know. So we, we stuck with a format and uh, it paid off. But it's not, it wasn't a memorable game. Uh, the one thing it probably was memorable for, sadly, was uh, the injury to uh, Ilkay Gundogan. And uh, that could prove to be quite a critical loss, couldn't it? Yeah. He's not dead, by the way, according to, uh, <laughs> according to himself, actually. But it was but, a bit bizarre, the tribute to him the top, before the yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing you do when someone dies. I thought his response was quite witty, <laughs> good, yeah. given it was a bit strange. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it's all this solidarity and so on. He's, he's got a bad knee. He, he arrived with a bad knee. Yeah. And he's, is it the same knee, by the way? Yes. Yeah, so Which is not, not good It's news. not good news, is it? No. it uh, but yeah, I thought they'd all made a mistake and put the wrong shirt on back to front when I first saw it, but... <laughs> Uh, clearly it was a tribute to it was Pep's idea apparently is that right apparently yeah well there you go showing great uh, great solidarity and, and we wish him well um, because he's uh, he's been he good he's Pep's first signing, as we said, mm. he was a bit of a bargain, and Pep saw something there, and we've seen signs of why he why he wanted him, and uh, we genuinely wish him well. Um, should we skip over that then, and, and that kind of set us up nicely for um, big game, big game against Arsenal at the Etihad? Um, and uh, who wants to kick off with him? Do you want to start with the Theo Walcott goal in the first few minutes? Well, I mean, I, watching the game, I said to the guy next to me. Um, you're going to score here. He's an Arsenal fan. I was in the office watching it. And they duly scored. There were, no tackles were put in. Nobody was in the right position in our defence. We were cut open. I think it was 16 seconds from the keeper to the ball being in the back of our net. And it, and it looked for all the world that they were going to score that goal as soon as they got the ball, basically. We didn't put in any challenges. And I feared the worst at that point. Yes. I think we all did. <laughs> because, I think we all did. Because it was just too easy. Yeah. And, and we'd, I think we'd had one a chance before that, which probably should have done better with. But within, you know, blink of an eye, with a down at the other end of scoring. And again, it, it's completely correct what Stuart's saying. I knew they were going to score. Every, everyone in the ground knew they were going to score. Except our players. Yeah. <laughs> but but we should have equalised within two minutes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sterling was set up with a, by a beautiful cross by De Bruyne and uh, didn't take it. He did say that heading was not... The no, best, his forte, you know, his forte. He's not really big he's a, enough. He's a striker, and he's, yeah, he's not he's a not header. <laughs> You'd think there may be Inacho in that p- position for both the chances Sterling had Aguero. put them away. Aguero. No, but Inacho was available. Yes, true. Aguero. So so you're, you're saying yeah, that was yeah. a, you would have? I mean, it's easy with hindsight. You would have played. A, a, would, were you that when you saw the team selected? You didn't say that's a terrible lineup, did you? you didn't because you were there, Lisa, as always. You, you, when you were there, you didn't sort of think, well, that, I wouldn't have selected that side, or, I, or did you? I d- 
I probably would have started with Iheanacho. And after watching the first half, I felt very strongly that I would have started with Iheanacho. Obviously, after the second half, it all changed. But, you know, and in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. And whoever knows, yeah, I'm saying that he would have scored both those chances Sterling hard. How the hell do I know that? I don't. Sure. But I yeah. think there's a fair chance he would have put one of them away. And, and the switch at half time clearly seemed to work, didn't he? Because he sort of swapped swap wing, he sort of you know moved um, Sane to to the left wing, or did he? Sorry, swap to De Bruyne and and Sterling. Sterling yeah. it? So <laughs> that, that was the main switch, but, wasn't it? But I think it was also all just a bit more fluid. Everything it was a lot more like the beginning of the season. It was a lot more like the yeah. Barcelona game, the second half of the Barcelona. What do you mean by fluid? Sorry to just, well, the, just the, be clear. the front three moving around mm-hmm. a lot more is a, a lot of interchanging. It's not necessarily. I mean, obviously they were more. Sané was more on the left than he had been. In, well, more no, going more into the middle than he was in the first. I, I just think it it was that it was the intensity we played with. We were it just seemed to be putting in a lot more effort. And I think the key was Yaya Torre, but that's probably good, that's yeah. probably a bit controversial. No, but I agree with I you. I think, I think, I think he's a great player to have inside when 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 we're moving forward. Yep. Um, he, he holds the ball. He's got an eye for a pass. He's oh, control passing. of the ball. He's fantastic, even at whatever age he is. Yeah. Um, but but going back to the start of the second half, everyone said we started brilliantly. If you remember, if you remember the first two passes from out from the mid- midfield were just straight over the top to nowhere, and I thought, God, it's going to be a continuation mm. of our poor first half. But then they they got the goal. But but as Lisa said, I think mm. yes, there was more fluidity as you described it. But I think it was more about the aggression as well, wasn't mm. it? As well, we yeah. we just there was more passion. We were quicker to the ball. Second uh, ball, uh, uh, yeah. exactly. We were winning the second ball, third ball, exactly. Um, just and throwing had... our bodies on the line in mid, not in defence, in midfield. But you know we. We had lots of possession in the first half. It kind of went from sort of passing yeah. sideways and backwards to actually some forward momentum, which, yeah. which we didn't see in the first half. I've kind of written sort of four players down who I think impressed, and, and I think you know we can talk positively about the, uh, the the second half in particular. We've mentioned Yaya, who I think you know it's just amazing to have him back, um, and you know I think he's proving a very very useful uh, returner, as it were. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Yaya's, as you know. And he'll probably end up in the Champions League squad now. I, I think there's no question. I think you know because yeah. they have an opportunity, don't they, to change that again? They don't have to stick with the same yeah. one. I think there's there's no question. I'm sure he'll be there. Um, the other sort of three were were Fernando, who I guess before the game, I, I think last week we described him as three letters short of Fernandinho, um, and, and not in the same camp at all. Um, but actually, put in a great performance. He came to the party definitely. Yeah, I thought he had a very good game alongside with with Yaya having a great game. Who were the other two? Come on. Uh, well, the other two, uh, you can have a guess if you like. Who were the other two? Sterling. Uh, Sterling's one, absolutely. De Bruyne. De- He's not actually. I mean, I put, I put, I put silver, silver oh, down. Oh, okay. silver was I mean, amazing. Yeah, but yeah. they all they listen. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's you know you can you can chuck them all in because yeah. as you say that that front sort of five or six all had yeah. a, a fantastic I'd, second I'd half. I just hope it gave Zano the the um, confidence yeah. because he's really. I think he's been really lacking it, yeah. and playing him in games like that has worried me. That I don't think it was going to help. And in the first half, he wasn't wonderful. Towards yeah. the end of it, he was getting better. None of them were wonderful. But in the second half, I just thought to have the confidence to go forward and do and take those chances. Yeah, he scored one of them. Probably could have, have scored, scored another. Second, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good to good see him playing s- like good that. S- good save by the keeper, to be fair. I think. He, well, yeah. I think if it 
chipped, chipped it over in. if he would have gone yeah. in. But anyway, he, he looks a player to me. Yeah, uh, he does. He, he will take a player on. He's, he's quick. Yeah. He's very young. He's not. He's got l- no Premier League experience, obviously. He's only had four starts. He will be a player. He's lacking confidence, as Lisa said. The goal should give him that confidence, and I think he could he could be great. And took it well, took the goal well, because yeah. he, had, he had still had work to do, as they say, as it came to him, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he just kept going, whereas, uh, you know, obviously the people thought he might have been offside. But um, There were no complaints from any whistle. of the Arsenal players no. about offside. Ah, it well, was, it who, was going so quickly. Who did complain from Arsenal? Surely, oh, I don't know. Uh, not from the players, no. No, no. Did anybody from Arsenal complain? I wouldn't have thought he could have seen that. So, no, I, don't, no. I don't think I noticed anything about that, no. did no. Arsenal, no. Wenger. Wenger. He saw that then, did he? Most things yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> see. So yeah. Yeah. Those absolutely knife-edged decisions, but he yeah. saw that, that they were offside. Yeah. Well, <laughs> neither were, were they? Let's be honest. And there's no argument. I was just saying, no, no, at the time, no, nobody had no. the... Normally they have the answer. Not one yet. player, no. Not so one you, you're player. not sure, Lisa, you think maybe... Which one? Which of the two do you think could have been offside? The sil- silver so interfering with Actually, play? Actually, no, because f- I really don't think he was interfering with no. play. I think, I think you know, Zone might have been ever so slightly offside. Either of them could have been given offside, yep. and we would have been moaning about it right now if they had been. Yeah. But the the movement was so fat, you know. I and this is a situation where I can't blame the officials for you know for making the decisions they make. The, the very very fine line and yep. moving at that pace is pretty difficult. Can we spend the next forty five minutes, please, talking about the De Bruyne pass, please? The, what has been described, as I understand it, as the pass of the century. Correct. In the mail, I think that was the Daily Mail. Yeah. The pass of the century. We may it as may well, well not be. play football for the next. The century is only sixteen years old, years. of course, yeah. remind us. However, it will never be beaten. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a bit special, wasn't it? He just, yeah, it's on a par with Balotelli's pass to Aguero against QPR. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will beat that, Stuart. Are you being no. stupid now? I'm sorry. It was but, unbelievable. It was an amazing ball because he was he had his back to the play. Um, he instinctively knew where Sterling was, and he was he was not offside. Uh, he, he had plenty of time. It was 74 yards according to Match of the Day, <laughs> or one of the newspapers. And we and we had two players on the pitch who could make passes like that Torre and yeah. De Bruyne and you can't not many teams have that no and it's things like it's moments like that that win win, win games and, but, and he, it, but know, Sterling did. had a lot to do absolutely <laughs> he, he still had a lot to do both boys had a lot to do didn't he because he? Did, yeah. he was you know out far wide right and he came yeah, in and cut in yeah and beat him but, but uh, Silver was putting him off wasn't he he was offside wasn't he oh no we've no. done that no no, no he, wasn't. he wasn't offside no, he, wasn't he wasn't in his eye line at all he wasn't <laughs> I know he wasn't <laughs> and he's not offside <laughs> A lot of people still go by the old rule. On the old rule, of course he's offside. But the new rule says if he's not interfering with play or, you know, affecting the goalkeeper's vision or something, he's offside. But he wasn't. He wasn't. If it was Boney, he'd definitely not have been interfering (laughs) with play. (laughs) So um, what does this say then? What, what, What... What changes then now? Sort of having sort of lost to Chelsea and, you know, yeah. having lost to Spurs, this was quite a bit of a test, having sort of struggled over the line against Watford, to come back from 1-0 down. And, uh, you know, the statistics, it's the first time this century or something since 90 we've done the... Ga- 90 games. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That we've actually come back from a half-time situation where we're one down to actually win the game, which is an amazing st- statistic Terrible in its own statistic. right. It really mm-hmm. is. So so that is something. What, what does that mean for our season? Does, does that really change anything particularly or is it just a a nice warm glow that we've all got yeah i don't think it changes anything unless we can start start games the way we started the second half but 
particularly against other teams that we have coming up, like Liverpool, who will punish us. Like Arsenal should have punished us in that first half, and they should be they should be right. The Arsenal fans are rightly annoyed that they didn't. They should have been out of sight by half time because we were doing nothing. Um, and to play like that against Liverpool on New Year's Eve at five thirty is going to be. <laughs> Is is going to be suicidal because they will punish us, and the, we 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 have to press them the way they did when they came to us. Was it last season and gave us a nice? But if we murdering. play as we have done in a number of games, and, and I've said this so many times this season that yeah. there, were, there have been halves of football yeah, we where sh- we have been awesome. But do it for the first half. That's fine in a game like that. You know, we and got away relax, with it. Yeah. On on. I mean, exactly. at the beginning of the season, I, my main concern was how are we going to do this for ninety minutes? We're doing it for forty-five. How yeah. wonderful! But mm. let's do it for ninety. Quite frankly, now I would take the first forty-five minutes of a game being like that because I think if most if we play against most teams like the way we played against Arsenal in the second half of the first forty-five minutes most teams won't be able to live with it and we'll win the match well the same thing happened at United we were <clears throat> for 40 minutes we were brilliant that was possibly the best Premier League 40 minutes this season we still haven't done it for 90 in any game that I've seen this season no. No, exactly. we, West Ham was another one I think, I think yeah. Sunderland, Sunderland yeah. was another one yeah. 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 Those, those, there were 45 minutes in, yeah. in, Bar- in even Barcelona absolutely yeah. maybe Borussia Mönchengladbach was a 90 minute performance possibly but I, no Premier League game has been 90 minutes of City on top and can you imagine what that's going to be like if we can turn in those if we do that we win the league by 25 points yeah. but once are we happens. capable but think about the players that were missing as well at the week you know we've, we've We've talked about company. We've talked about uh, Gundogan. We've talked about Aguero, um, Fernandinho. Fernandinho, Joe Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film, and gaming news, all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis, Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no. That's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. So there's four players, uh, there might be another one, I've forgotten, but we had four key players out, yeah. and, and we still put yeah. in that sort of performance. Yeah, it's so, amazing, yeah, we, we, really. We have got a very deep squad, to be fair. Um, played with a false nine and a false one. Pretty good. I mean, uh, Lisa was saying that she doesn't think Bravo should be criticised. But you clearly are. I, I, I am have, not a Bravo I, fan. I have not mentioned this tonight. But no, you, I know. You are but he, he is. Bring the heart discussion back onto the okay. table. In a shaky, Why are you doing that? In a shaky defence, right? He, we're already shaky, and they don't, I don't think they have any confidence in him as a keeper. And it, does, it makes I, a bad situation worse. I, I don't disagree with that, but what I don't like is, and I've said this, I don't like the the fans singing Joe Hart songs no, in the that's match. that's ridiculous. Because, sure. because in, the, in the same way, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not for one minute saying I think Bon is the best striker that's ever played for City, but it wasn't his fault that we spent however much money we spent on him. The manager kept picking him. That wasn't his fault either. And 
we have to try and get behind the players because it can't be much fun for Bravo standing in front of all those fans and he's there or he doesn't move he's in the same position well I know that's one of the criticisms but exactly. he's in the, the point is he's not he just can't get away from it and he he just needs some support to make him feel a little bit better because it's not going to help the situation it's not a great situation I don't agree um with the bring Joe Hart back business there's far more to that than any of us will ever know and um this is what we've got and we need to make the best of it. I, I think that, you know, clearly the defence in front of him isn't great. He probably doesn't trust them any more than they trust him. True. So I, I think that the fans do have a part to play in that. And he probably feels very uncomfortable and is ironically cheering when he catches something or punches it or throws it is I not helping bravo, either. Bravo. Yeah. That's no, right. would, would we rather have? Would we rather have Caballero? I would. I would. Comes out, it, he comes out for the ball, he claims it. I would, I would, and I never corners. thought I'd say that, but I, I think now it's too late to he's do that be, now. He's the better of the two keepers. You see, I, 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 th- think. I trust Pep, you see, the sort of uh, playing devil's having a hair. You know, the, he's, he's, he's got him for a reason, and we should just trust him. And, and I agree with Lisa, I think we should stop getting off his back. We should stop singing about Joe Hart. He's not coming back. It's finished. It's done. Move on. And, and I think we like to remember Joe Hart as some sort of saviour. And, and and whilst, I mean, I don't, I thought Hart was a wonderful keeper. I loved Joe Hart when he played for City, but he hadn't been perfect for a couple of seasons. Yeah, and I, I think it's very easy when it goes, and you notice how we, we win a game and no one's really talking about Bravo, but as soon as we lose, oh, it must be because Bravo's in goal. Well, I don't think it's as simple as that. It doesn't help, but it's not the sole reason for us losing 4-2 to Leicester. Well, we, or, we know that. Yeah. We know that our, you know, back four are, are not good enough. Uh, and we've got an ageing back four and we've got company who was such a uh, presence and, and, and such a captain and, and such a leader when he's not there that makes a huge difference yeah. and I don't think the keeper should be being put in these situations in, 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 no. in many of these that's cases. very true another player that was missing stones thank you I knew there was another one mm. thank you Stuart so let's uh, Listen, great result and really yeah. gave us a fantastic confidence boost sort of going into uh, the Christmas period or obviously part of the Christmas period. And, and we've got three games coming up then uh, in a pretty short period, which we know always happens every year. Uh, we go to bottom of the table, Hull City on Boxing Day um, and Fernandinho's back or he's available, let's say. And <laughs> will, will he play him? Will he put him straight back in, do you think, or, or not? Possibly not. I'd you save might him keep for Liverpool. Back yeah, you might keep with the same formation at the back um, yeah Hull City were, were a bit unlucky the other day against Sunderland uh, West Ham sorry at West Ham uh, they hit the post three times they were much the better team and ended up losing to a controversial penalty uh, they're not very good and we should beat them so we probably won't then. <laughs> You're worried. No. You, you always come. I'm always. I'm always worried You're because always worried. just because I don't know at the moment, I have no idea which version of City is going to turn up. And again, I I, I sound like a stuck record. I think if we if we have that intensity for the first 45 minutes, we should beat them. But if we start poorly, then the, you know there's no saying what could happen. But if if we win that game and it's all ifs and buts, we don't know. We're, we're sitting here before the game, of course. It means that we go into the Liverpool game on New Year's Eve. So having won our last three, potentially having won our last three games and, and back on track, and you know a big win at Hull, say, yeah. um, playing that free flowing football we played in the second half, putting those two halves together, or whatever whatever we say, um, it gives us huge confidence. Uh, again, we've got to go to Anfield, of course. It's away. Although having said that, we tend to be. Perform- 
performing better away from the Etihad than we are at home. Well, we don't uh, perform very well at Anfield, particularly. A bit of a bogey ground indeed. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so they have impressed this year, haven't they? Let's let, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. New manager as well, uh, passionate man, and they yeah. they've been putting in some decent performances and uh, are looking a candidate for the league. You, you could say. Yeah, they they were a bit. Uh, it was a bit of a scruffy game against Everton in the week, uh, but they did just enough to win it. And that's the sort of games that we should be winning, you know, those games where you have to really fight for everything. And they did. Everton, you know, were very resolute in defence, but Liverpool eventually in the 94th minute broke them down. But at Anfield away is not our, not our happy hunting ground at all. So I'm hoping, hoping that we'll, we'll turn something on. Any thoughts? James Milner, of course, will be uh, wearing his red, the all red of Liverpool. Yeah, don't foul anyone in the box because then he'll score a penalty. <laughs> um, and show us how to score a penalty. Um, I, I just feel if we if we can match them going forward, and um, we're probably equally as poor in defence, so it could it's got the potential to be a very high scoring game. Probably finish nil nil. Um, <laughs> But again, we have to. We we can't let we can't let them get into their rhythm early on, no. because it, you know like, uh, this happened to us last season when they came to the Etihad, and they swept us aside because we just allowed them to do what they want to do. Everton didn't let them do that yesterday. That's right. Yeah. And yes, they Everton didn't really do much with the possession they had. They just stopped Liverpool from playing their game. We have to go that step further. It's one of those games. It could be a fantastic game of football. It could be the dullest dull yeah. dishwater yeah. as well. It's one of those yeah. encounters sitting here. It's just, it could Hard go either predict, way. Yeah. Would, would we settle for a draw? Uh, I think we would. Um, away from I, home, I think yeah. going away to, to yeah. Liverpool, I, I think we probably would, wouldn't we? We, we, we won't set it. up for a draw, obviously. No, of course, but yeah. would we be happy with that? I think probably the way we've been playing... <laughs> On balance, yes. Yeah, the way yeah. the results will be going, I think we probably would, Stu. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, and then we've got a local derby against Burnley. Yeah, I happen. Aye, on on uh, January the second, um, and that's obviously a, another home fixture. So so back at the Etihad, um, th- games coming thick and fast. Any any thoughts on that? Who wants to? <laughs> we should be we should be beating teams like Burnley every day of the week. Um, you know they try very hard. They make the best of what they've got, but they're not. And is Aguero talented. back for the Burnley game? Back yes. for Liverpool, isn't he? He's back, for Liverpool. He's, back for Liverpool. Yeah, he's back yeah. for Liverpool. Zabaleta says he'll be back for Liverpool, and Jesus, Gabriel Jesus, oh, yeah. will be fi- will be ready to play against Burnley. He could be unleashed. That's exciting. Lucky Burnley. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I really am. He's a really exciting he's a prospect. He's yeah. just won the Brazilian Player of the Year. Exactly. Award. That's not a bad, not a bad uh, sign. Not a bad is it? set of players. Yeah. Amazing. No, very excited about him. Yeah. And, and in fact, that that kind of. Incidentally, just just briefly, um, at the Burnley game, uh, I've been invited to City Square to uh, be there on the stage before and after the game. So please come along and say hello if you're there at the game. Um, so I'll be there, um, sort of previewing the game and also doing the highlights as well afterwards. So uh, be good to see any uh, of our listeners there come and say hi at the Burnley game at City Square. Um, talking about transfer targets obviously we know about one which is the second coming and the second jesus um but but what other areas and i've asked this question on previous shows but i don't think i've asked you two because uh, Stuart, you've not been here for a while and i think lisa i don't think i've asked you either so in terms of areas of the pitch is it more important that we get the defense sorted do we need another midfield are we looking for another attacking force where where do you see our transfer targets then in january it's it's uh, a fairly obvious question you're smiling at me which i think we all know the answer but just give us your thoughts mr brodkin defense 
And how, does he need? Does he need five? Does he need a left back, a right back, and a centre back? What, what, needs, what do you think? He needs does he need at all least, three? Okay, he, where won't, the he won't get them all in the January exactly. window. Exactly. So where are the priorities? Then? I would go for. T- he needs two fullbacks, possibly three, over the January and summer. And he needs a centre-back, I think. So, so let's talk about January only. Okay. He's only got January. What's he going to do in January? If you were Pep, where would you... Uh, we know all these deals are being talked about yeah. now anyway, of course. Where, where do you think when the, all the sort of the dice fall, yeah. we're gonna, what we're going to be looking at as far as our defence? Well, it depends what's available. <coughs> Obviously, he's not going to go for players for the sake of it. He's also talking about, or there is talk in the media, about him replacing Gundogan with, um, I can't remember the name of the player, but some good player. But I, I think he'll prioritise the defence. Uh, Centre-back or left-back, right-back? Where you, I, where you I would... <laughs> it's on what's available. OK, all right. You can only you, buy what's out there okay. that he wants to right. buy. Isn't if, if they go and replace Gundogan rather than buy a defender, oh, I am wrong. not going yeah. to be impressed. <laughs> we've been doing that for three seasons, yeah. and this is why we've got the defence we've got. Yeah. Um, Without a doubt, we need to get <laughs> several defenders. I would have thought he's more likely to end up with a centre back than full back because I think they may be that maybe what he wants is a, a centre back might be available in January. Yeah, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, so an exciting time coming up. So I love it when these games come thick and fast. A huge amount can change. <laughs> Chelsea are they kind of favourites now? Stuart, you're our, you're our betting man. Are you well, they're odds on to win the league. <coughs> the league. Um, there's what, six points clear, are they, or seven? Six. Six. Seven. The seven ahead, seven ahead of, of us. I think six, seven, six or, yeah. Um, anything can happen. Six, seven points. Six points is two games. They're not invincible. Their defence is not great. They've been winning quite a few games, one nil. Um, they will have a they will have a bad run, like we did after we won our first ten. They're not invincible, but the teams are going to have to go a bit to beat them. They're well organised. They, they are odds on, aren't they? I think at this stage they're looking good. They're looking invincible. They're your favourites to win it, are they, Lisa? Well, they were one of my favourites pre-season anyway. Yeah, I, I think I. I, I I don't think they're playing that well. They're just doing what they need to to win games, which is all you have to do, I guess. But um, it is only two games. They lose two. Liverpool win two. We win two. I mean, it's it's not much. So I wouldn't say that they've won the league yet. I would like to see how they react if they have a bad couple of games, a couple of defeats. Like that. And they're without Costa yeah. and Kante, admittedly against Bournemouth, with respect to Bournemouth. <laughs> I'm not, you sure never how, know. I'm not sure how good their squad is. I mean, if Costa was was to be injured, who have they got? Yeah. You know. That's Time will tell. Well, listen, we're going to have a quick look back uh, before we close, because um, this is our last show of 2016. So let's look at the calendar year 2016 and sort of just talk through some of your favourite moments. And I've just got some quick headings here that everybody would uh, would recognise. Let's let's talk about our best player then. And there's a number of nominations I've got written down. So who would you say for the calendar year 2016? Obviously spans over one and a half seasons. Uh, best player for you, Lisa, over the, over 2016, who would you go for? I'd give it to Fernandinho. And the reasons for that? Most underrated it, player in the Premier League. He's very, <laughs> very underrated. Um, allows some of our other flair players to do their job, but also in a very poor season under Pellegrini, and that's what most of this 2016 yeah. is covering. I think he was our best player. Okay. Do you, would you agree with that? Would you want to stick another name on the... Uh, De Bruyne. De, Brun- De Bruyne. Intelligent, hard-working, brilliant crosser of the ball. As good as Beckham, possibly. Who? 
What? <laughs> Why are you bringing him up, for God's sake? We, a, don't, he, we don't do that on this he show. Will be a gr- he is a great player. Uh, others have and he was injured as well during that period. He was. We yeah. may come back to that. Others have mentioned Aguero. 27 goals in 30 games. You can't ignore that, can you? No. Some would be sitting listening to this, shouting down the, their radio saying, what about Aguero? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put him in then. You asked me to pick one. (laughs) All right. God, they're so stroppy today. It must be nearly Christmas. So we've got Fernandinho, De Bruyne and Aguero, our three nominations. Maybe people on Twitter can let us know which they think should be the winner. I'm not going to choose. I think they're all fantastic. We love them all. Worst player. I think uh, if it were Lisa, there would only be one person nominated for this. Are you going to Alexander Kolarov? Yeah. No, I I actually find this very difficult because last season I just thought they were all under par. Um... And I know every I know everyone's favourite striker will probably get most people's votes. Poor Mr. Bonnie. Um, yeah, I'd, and this season and this season so far, I'd, I wouldn't say there's one particular player who stands out as being that bad. <laughs> We've got Kolarov and Bonnie as our two nominations. Do you want to throw anybody else in, Stu? Or you Mangala? You'd stick Mangala. I know my dad would go for him for definite. My dad hated him. <laughs> okay, three there then. That's good. So we've got uh, three. So we've got Fernandinho, De Bruyne, and Aguero as the best player. And we've got Kolarov, Bonnie, and Mangala as our potential worst player as well. Best game? I think there's only one. Barcelona at home. Three Barcelona at home, 3 yeah, 1. Definitely. Yeah, you haven't got to vote for that. It's the We're best all... game yeah. for the last decade, I think. We could talk, we could talk about that Possibly. for another half an hour as well. Apart from QPR. <laughs> don't think that was 2016, though, was okay. it? No, I'm talking um, about the decade. Oh, I see, the decade, of course. The, the, the century. Um, which is slightly more than a decade, as we discussed earlier. Um, worst, game. worst game? I think the second leg against Real Madrid in the Champions League in the semi-final, simply because we didn't turn up to a semi-final of the Champions League. That we'd never been in before. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, others have mentioned the three-one Leicester, yeah, pretty well. close, yeah. and and the four-two Leicester this mm. season. So there's the three there for that as well. Um, let's um, let's finish then with best moment and worst moment then to round off 2016. Let's let's start with the the worst moment for you. What what sticks? Seeing the mind? team against United in the EFL Cup, you didn't <laughs> we like disrespected that. the competition, and Guardiola disrespected our rivalry with the scum. Lisa? Uh, <laughs> my best moment and worst moment are probably tied together. I think the worst moment was like seeing the stadium at the end of last season that no one stayed to applaud the players around the pitch because there was nothing to applaud. But it, it just made me think how, how bad we'd been. And yeah. I think that was a pretty sad moment. Um, that and probably ending up with nine players against Chelsea a few weeks ago. That's pretty bad. Guardiola had a bit of a dig at that, didn't he, the other day when he said everybody stayed till the end. I mean, nobody stays till the end normally. No, he's going he's gonna to talk it up, isn't he? I, there there yeah. are a few on this, I, I, I suppose, uh, and they're all about injuries. I think seeing Vincent come come yeah. back and then go off, I thought that was terrible. Pretty that bad, really, yeah. that yeah. really upset me. Uh, and I suppose the De Bruyne injury as well, you know, that some have argued mm. that actually that mm. had a huge impact on our season because if he'd been 
been fit. I'm not sure if it had quite the impact. But mm. but and then of course, who knows about Gundogan? Yeah. You know, is that a career-ending injury? Hopefully we obviously not. not. Mm-hmm. Obviously, so so you know, minor all-around injuries, which yeah. I think you know, you, it's yeah. horrible when you see sort of key players. And I think that certainly the Vincent one for me is uh, is a really sad Pretty tale, and, and the impact general. that's had. We've we've talked about the defence every yeah. single week yeah, on this sure. show. But his general year has been a. A sad moment, a bad moment. Exactly, the whole year. So, whole year. so for me, it's 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 around it's around Vincent, um, and then finally the the best moment. Let's let's finish on a high. So the best moment for my guests Stuart and Lisa for 2016 was what Guardiola joining Man City. Pellegrini leaving Manchester City. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> oh no, the emphasis is different. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to throw one other. I think Willie at Wembley. I think we've got to think yeah. about Willie that. Willie at as Wembley. Well. Yeah, that was fabulous. Wasn't that great? Because all all the all the criticism. Well, why yeah. is he playing him? And why is the wonderful Joe Hart not playing? And he, he still can't get in the first team. Exactly, he can't. But what a wonderful moment when Willie won that cup for us. Uh, listen, it's absolutely great to to look back at the highlights and some of the lowlights. It's great to have two wins under our belt as we go into the Christmas. Christmas period. It's been a pleasure having Stuart and Lisa on the show. Uh, on behalf of everybody here, our engineers, our producers, the lighting team, wardrobe, makeup, <laughs> we want to say a very, very Merry Christmas to all of you. And a happy uh, Blue New Year. Blue and, year. A, and a happy Blue Year too. Um, and this is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all in 2017. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.